Good afternoon and welcome to Judgment City. You've just had quite a little journey, so for now, relax and enjoy the ride. Considering the transformation you've just been through, you really won't have any choice. Now, if we've done our work correctly, you should all be from the western half of the United States. Even though this isn't the Earth, our surroundings should seem pleasing and very familiar to you. Exactly why you're here and what you'll be doing will be explained later. No need to worry about that now. Abs in a six-pack! Abs in a six-pack! Hello, Abs in a six-pack. Abs in a six-pack is not the greatest podcast in the world. I know, Abs in a six-pack is a bad show, but what else do you have going on? Bury the past or even burn the suffering you can't unlearn. <laughs> you shut up! <laughs> shut up or I'll stuff you! Stuff me with lemons and savory spices. It won't snuff out your existential crisis. <laughs> Forever she will languish while you wallow in anguish. Why act so stricken? You know you too. Reveal the path and grant me passage. 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 You massive fake. You belong in the trash with Fiona and Cake. No, 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 no! Reveal the path and grant me passage! Reveal the path and grant me passage! Reveal the path! It's episode six pack, episode 210, and this is a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch! I, uh, oh yeah, I probably won't be... I can do this voice! Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be live here for the next two hours. I won't be doing a full two hours tonight. I might talk in that voice, no. though, but uh, I have to go back to work no. again in a little bit here, so... Yes, yes. And then I you have Carol on tomorrow. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Episode uh, 210, and from 193 to 210, it's almost an entire lifetime has happened since then. It's a lot has been going on. What's been going on with you? Too, too much going on. I mean, oh. too much in the world. Nothing. Nothing changed here. Oh. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh, just working and jerking, pretty much. Just been sweating my tits off yeah. all day. Yeah. 16 hour shifts. That's some serious Not uh, today. work in there. So, but uh, I was well. working right up until showtime, so. Yeah, wow. And I'm going to go back and do some driving and dropping of trailers. And uh, yes, Fergus33 in the chat, I agree. Work is gay. Uh, I did get a voicemail in, and the shot collar is not working today, but I'm glad it's not after this voicemail that just came in. 
Like, 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 like. Yep. He wants you to say like, I think. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm still wearing this, considering it's not working. I'm going to take it off. Yeah, I looked up some some songs with the word like repeated so many times in poems. There wasn't anything really that stood out. No, nothing really stood out. Nothing I knew anyway. Some lot of new music, and I just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> the oh, picture God. didn't look good, so nah. <laughs> it's like TikTok kind of. But not into that. No. Yeah. yeah Dancing I, uh, girls. I do. I see people posting links to TikTok on No Agenda Social, and I think, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't <laughs> look into them. I can't what do we do? Why is that here? But uh, I don't know. I also see a lot of like porn and all kinds of stuff on there. So you never know. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. One of those sites I'd rather not go on to. We're getting our, (laughs) we're getting our information stolen by our, you know, our friends and neighbors. (laughs) Do you trust China? (laughs) Uh, I trust them probably about as much as I trust the uh, American government. So. Yeah, it's, I'm just I'm just thinking. I just said something earlier about that. Who do you want in control of your oil and gas? <laughs> we'll rip you off blind if we're in control. Uh, and it's showing its true colors. So yeah, we don't want our companies running this show. Yeah, we'll rip you off. We're in business to make money. That's the bottom line. Uh, well, I. I think you said you wanted to talk about a little bit uh, kind of what same the same vein as the call I did into OBDM and the. Um, oh, yeah, that was a great the, call. You want the uh, episode we did with legit back kind of piggybacked off that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were in a really good esoteric role. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I yeah, reminded me of in that. Oh, sorry. I was going to say Joe from legit bat uh, wanted to Joe and Jen wanted to piggyback off that calls. And we ended up talking about the afterlife and stuff on that. Legit bad mm-hmm. episode, yeah. and Cretched recommended a movie called "Defending mm-hmm. Your Life," which I had not okay. seen, and I still I haven't, haven't finished that. it. Uh, I'm about, I'd say, like two thirds of the way through the movie. I've been, like I said, I've been working mm-hmm. so much, I haven't had time to finish it. But I do have a a long clip here that we can maybe dissect a little bit. Do you have you seen this? You, have, I don't think you said you haven't no, seen no, it. I haven't. Well, it's oh, it's Meryl Streep and. It's the other guy. I can't remember the main characters, the actor that plays him, but Rip Torn is... my wife's seen this movie. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a rom-com, uh, which is weird, but Rom-com. it's about a guy that dies, and mm-hmm. he has he goes on trial, basically, in the afterlife to defend his life, and his Rip Torn... When did Torn, he come out? In the 90s. Oh. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, Rip Torn. Defending your... Rip Torn guy. plays his attorney, if you know Rip Torn from... Uh, if you can dodge if you, a wrench, you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Precisely. Yep. And so, yeah, Rip, Rip Torn plays his attorney. Yeah, 1991. Uh, Albert Brooks wrote and directed. Oh wow! And I gotta see it. that. Yeah, I like his. Wrote, stuff. directed, and started it. Wow. Good, funny stuff. Go for it. Uh, yeah. So this is when he first meets his attorney. To that's that's uh, going to uh, defend his life and. I don't know. Like I said, going off Cretchen's recommendation here, I like okay. it. Yep. It's very strange. the The movie depicts. Oh, oh shit! Oh, it's working. <laughs> I gotta put it back on. Wait a minute. I don't remember you saying like. Uh, 
This is about a 10 second delay. Let's see. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I said I said L-I-K-E. I said speaking of it. Fuck. Used a ah. lot in our Well, it's working now for some reason. All right, shot mm-hmm. back on board. Um You're right. Uh what Action. was I just saying? That's the thing about the shot car. It really just derails my train of thought. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's changing your brain chemistry, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was I doing? Where, where am I? <laughs> what show am I on? <laughs> the hell's going on around here? I, uh, yeah, so, um, speaking of which, it might as well re-equip the ISOs now that's working. Wear a shock collar. Uh, so, <laughs> Rip Torn plays his defending attorney. The The afterlife he goes in, they explain it away. It's very 20th century 90s America. Okay. And fuck. And it uh, looks just like the 90s. I said it again. God damn it. And, uh, I remember so, them. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's weird that the afterlife looks like a corporate. <laughs> Ow. And I'm just going to play the clip when he meets his attorney, Rip Torn. So... Is this what you thought it would be? Thought what would be? Where am I? Is this heaven? No, it isn't heaven. Is it hell? No, it isn't hell either. Actually, there is no hell. Although I hear Los Angeles is getting pretty close. (laughs) Well, Daniel, let me tell you what's going on. When you're born into this universe, you're in it for a long, long time. You have many different lifetimes. And after each lifetime, there's an examining period which you're in now. You see, every second of every lifetime is always recorded. And as each one ends, we sort of look at it. Look at a few of the days, examine it. And then if everybody agrees, you move forward. What do you mean move forward? I mean move forward, continue onward. The point of this whole thing is to keep getting smarter, to to keep growing. To use as much of your brain as possible. For example, I use 48% of my brain. Do you know how much you use? 47? Three. Three. I'm sorry? Three. Did you just call it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I know how much you use, apparently. Well, you're told that, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're told a lot of things. I don't know how real that is, but yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, three percent, four percent. I think uh, Einstein worked at seven or eight or something like that. I use zero percent. Three. I'm sorry. Three. I use three percent of my brain. Yes. Don't worry about it. Everybody on Earth uses three percent of their brain. Three to five percent. That's why they're there. Three. Three percent. Three percent. You mean nobody on Earth uses more than that? When you use more than 5% of your brain, you don't want to be on Earth, believe me. Well, not that your takeout places aren't lovely, but there are many more exciting destinations for smarter people. Now, being from Earth as you are and using as little of your brain as you do, your life has pretty much been devoted to dealing with fear. It has? Well, everybody on Earth deals with fear. That's what little brains do. What are little brains? That's what we call you folks behind your back. (laughs) Forgive me. Who are you? Well, I'm just like you. I was on Earth a long time ago. 
But I advanced. I moved forward. I got over my fears, and I got smarter. Did you have friends whose stomachs hurt? Every one of them. It's fear. Fear is like a giant fog. It sits on your brain and blocks everything. Real feelings, true happiness, real joy. They can't get through that fog. But you lift it, and buddy, you're in for the ride of your life. God, my 3% is swimming. So I'm on trial for being afraid. Well, first of all, I don't like to call it a trial. Second of all, yes. <laughs> uh, just a I have to see this movie. It's, it's great. It's interesting, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. what is. I guess to backtrack a little bit, what were your thoughts? What And what do you think? What 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 is your? Uh, I mean, it's all speculation, right? So I'm not to put you on the spot, but what do you think happens when you die? Um, some kind of energy leaves your body and dissipates into everywhere. I I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Well, there there's a, a weight loss after death. You hear about that? There's actual ounces missing from the body after death. And they're baffled by that. I think it's uh, six ounces of of body mass have just left. Wow. Okay. I feel like I've heard of this, but that number comes to mind. Uh, I'm just pulling it out of my head. I'm not looking anything up or anything. Just memory. (laughs) 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 I have to say this: there's so many people that say so many things over and over and over again, and like isn't one of your problems. I don't know where even come up with the idea, but I love the dedication to try to improve (laughs) your speech. It's commendable. You know, uh, like I've said to you before in text, uh, I'm in there's, this deep, I can't podcast. stop now. Oh, okay. We'll just take it off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for entertainment purposes, he could I, fake it. We'll, I, we won't I, know. I consulted the book of knowledge and the 21 grams experiment is what it's called. The 21 grams ah, experiments reserves to a scientific study published in 1907 by Duncan McDougall, a physician of a physician of Haver Hill, Massachusetts, McDougall hypothesized that souls have a physical weight and attempted to measure them, measure the mass of them lost by a human when the soul departed from the body. McDougall attempted Sorry. to measure the mass change of six patients at the moment of death. Yeah. Uh, one of the patients lost 21 weight. 21 grams is a lot. Then. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, he tell the average cocaine not- user what 21 grams is. Whoa. <laughs> According to his experiment, dogs don't have souls because they didn't lose any weight after death, but humans did. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look further. It's in the human. It seems to be. owns the dog's soul, probably. Oh, yeah. All dogs go to heaven. Remember that? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, there are dogs that have laid at the graves of their owners and died. They wouldn't leave. Cats will just eat your face. Hmm, Sorry? Cats will just eat your face off when you die. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah they're in another dimension half the day uh i'll go yeah, back to this i'm oh, sorry go ahead no no go i was gonna say i'll go back to this rip torn clip here my three percent is swimming so i'm on trial for being afraid well first of all i don't like to call it a trial second of all yes well what if i'm guilty what happens to me don't think innocent or guilty Worst comes to worst, you'll go back to Earth and you'll try it again. Well, what do you do? You just keep going back until you get it right? Well, you don't keep going back. Eventually, they'll throw you away. 
Have I been to Earth before? Oh, yeah. How many times? Approaching 20. Is that a lot? I was there six. Oh, my God. So I'm the dunce of the universe. Don't be silly. We've had people who've been there a hundred times. I wouldn't want to hang out with any of them, but uh, we've seen them. If you're defending me, is there a prosecutor? Damn good one. Lena Foster. We call her the Dragon Lady. That's our prosecutor? Mm -hmm. Who does she work for? The universe. You see, the universe is like a big machine, and you and I are parts. Now, they don't want a part to get through unless it's ready. A bad part gets through, and the whole machine breaks down. So that's what we're here for, to make sure you're ready. So what do they want to look at exactly? I can't tell you that exactly, but I can tell you it's nine days from your life. Nine days. So my trial goes on for nine days? No, all the trials go on for four days. Over that time, we're looking at nine days or episodes from your life. Which days? Tell me that. I'm not allowed. Is that a normal number? High, low, is that a good number? Normal? You're very concerned about normal, aren't you? Kind of cute. I prefer seven, but nine's fine. Some people have 12. Say, you hungry? Starving. I didn't even eat. I had one bite, and then I got on the track. Well, Mr. <laughs> all you can eat, that's stuff. Come on. You can, in the, in the limbo you're at while you're having your trial, you can eat all the foods you want. It doesn't affect you physically. Uh, oh, wow. Cool. And, and, uh, you never get full, which is kind of weird. Ooh, wow. Everybody's in business suits. It's very lawyery. It's a, it's a strange movie. It's interesting. Yes. Uh, but it's yeah. It's a. I don't know. Like I said, like I can't. Like the '90s, everyone was in suits, and it was yeah. strange. <laughs> I can't Pretty give much. a full review of it because I haven't finished it. But he falls in love oh, with Meryl okay. Streep, who is also dead. There's dead nightclubs <laughs> and and comedy clubs. <laughs> Full of like the big brain she's, people. He's been in two movie, too many movies not to have sold her soul already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, mamma mia. Yeah, but uh, so he can, he goes out to eat with, and this is the part that one of the parts that Kretsch had directly referenced on that legit bad episode was what happens to mm. kids when they die. Mm. Mm. We have about four hundred thousand residents here. We service half of the United States dead. That's about 2,500 people a day. Do children come here? Children don't have to defend themselves. My child is... Just the audio? Yeah. I can... I get it. The eating chicken in the water? thousand residents here. We service half of the United States dead. That's about 2,500 people a day. Do children come here? Children don't have to defend themselves. When a child is taken, they automatically move forward. Isn't that nice? Hmm. What about teenagers? Too much trouble they go elsewhere. We tried for a while, but they damaged the tubas. Too rowdy. What about your chicken? How you like? Oh, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> what are you eating? If you would like it. You okay? Oh, Vio. It's Vio. <laughs> oh, my God. Snowpiercer, just, but worse. <laughs> oh, that's demented for the 90s, even. <laughs> wow. What? The. Uh, I'm no, confused. Just, they're eating the oh, noise. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just. You see them, like, pulling chicken apart and stuff? They have chicken in. Uh... Oh. Oh. What are you eating? 
Oh, you wouldn't like this. <laughs> what is it? What does it taste like? You're curious, aren't you? Good. I like that about you. You want to try? Yeah. Looks so weird. Cannibal mm. <coughs> <Lickton movie. laughs> Oh my God. A little like horseshit, huh? As you get smarter, you begin to manipulate your senses. This tastes much different to me than it does to you. Well, this is what smart people eat. <laughs> tastes oh, like horseshit, doesn't it? <laughs> tastes yeah, like it's made out of a Hannibal Lecter movie. Yeah, little yeah, kid that, uh... looking at him. He's eating fragoise <laughs> on the plane. Kid wants to try some. He's oh, you're an interesting little boy, aren't you? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're chummy with, uh, Darren and Graham from Crime America. I've heard them talk a lot about supernatural <laughs> stuff, but what is oh, yeah, there any, yeah. did they, have they ever ironed out their take on an afterlife? I know they talk about past lives. Maybe um, hmm, let me think Darren, Darren's views are a little different than Graham's views. That's for sure. Graham's yeah. views are more esoteric and Darren is more of an earth kind of you know, natural hunter gatherer kind of, uh, afterlife. I think I, I don't think I've ever, that's a funny question of those two. Okay. Uh, you'd expect to have a good answer for that. But, I hope when I die, um, I can be in a deer stand for a while. Ah, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Dying what you love doing, being in, being in nature is probably the best way to die. I would say, you know, people out hunting, I've heard somebody recently died hunting. That's kind of cool. They were old. Somebody from the don't uh, dying, no dying while doing what you social. love. Yeah, yeah. For like, me, that'd uh, be like a seven hundred pound stripper sitting on my face, <laughs> suffocating you. Today. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, one man's misery is one man's dream. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I, I I'll give a full review. You went of that off movie topic there. Yeah, sorry. I didn't have time to finish it, so I'll do a full review. Oh yeah, go for it. Go for it. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on? Um, yeah. After, what are your thoughts on right. reincarnation? Or and is there more levels to than just the physical incarnation? How many does it is like an endless that like one, Jacob's yeah, ladder? Yeah, that one. I want to hear your. I thoughts. never really. I was never raised. Was raised Roman Catholic. Uh, to be honest, they didn't really even refer to reincarnation, but it there seems to be more of that for reality that we live in today from the past than anything. And Egyptian pre-dynasty, it was all about reincarnation and dreams in the afterlife and the pillars. You know, recently heard people talking about the pillars and how they need to be knocked down and you know, 9-11 representation of pillars and, you know, the the white and the black pillar, the light and dark pillar is all the basis of uh, Egypt uh, religious beliefs. The adopted beliefs anyway, they, they adopted everything they have and it came from the very, very furthest reaches you could find, you know, Randall Carlson kind of stuff pre-dynasty magical times 
you know, to to quote uh, from the gemstones, you know, uh, when the patriarch dies, it's the son's job to stand stand up and take over, and them's ancient words from fairy tale times. You know, I texted <laughs> that to you. It's right out of the righteous gemstones, but that's what I'm referring to, like the fairy tale times, the biblical times, the times of uh, you know giants and magic and. How do you build the pyramid? How do you how do you build something like that today? You know, good luck. <laughs> nice yeah, the, try. The stones are <laughs> you can't slide a piece of paper or a razor blade in between some of those right, stones. Right. Giant stones. Oh yeah, and then then you get into that stuff like you know, you were saying Grey America went over to Egypt and they have um um oh good lord, it's Uncharted X with Ben. Amazing shows to watch on YouTube and he has they went in there, they went into these pyramids and all these dig sites with LIDAR and all kinds of stuff that are illegal. They snuck in, they paid their way, they bribed their way through. And that's all part of the trip. It was real expensive because over a hundred grand went to bribes just to get into sites and do stuff. And all the cameras were turned in the other direction, you know, money flowed. And they did whatever they could, and they came up with stuff which baffles your mind. Like that that huge obelisk that was never lifted has been dug by something that looks like an articulated arm of a backhoe. So every angle it moves to the left and the right make a mark in the ground or in the in the granite or the limestone. I think that is a granite site. That's a scoop mark in every time it moves left it makes a different angle they're looking at this thing and it makes no sense because it looks like a machine did it and this was way back you know probably fifty thousand years ago more or less they they won't say that long but you know what do they say six eight thousand they're allowed to yeah the what is it i think they how many years? I think the official, I think it's three or four thousand or something is the official story. Yes. But the the rainfall, mm-hmm. the rain erosion makes uh, make, dates it back to at least eleven thousand, twelve thousand years. Yeah, yeah. Minimum. Yeah, you go back as far as you can see into the uh, it's the nineteen hundreds. The first photos of these objects are seen. Like the Sphinx is buried almost completely in sand. The pyramids look exactly the the way you see. They're so big that. You bury a quarter of them and it's still a monster. Hmm. But nobody excavated these sites. It's like, and that's another thing. Why is it in complete desert? What happened? <laughs> what happened? You know, there are parts of the Middle East where the ground is glass. How, how did that form? <laughs> you know, what kind of cataclysmic solar event baked the side of the earth to turn it into sand? It's some kind of extreme, uh, it'd be either nukes. Or an extreme mm-hmm. solar flare or a crazy comet or asteroid. Yeah. yeah, the solar flare thing. They say every 12,000, 13,000 years, a solar flare will hit, unfortunately, one side of the Earth and vaporize it. And that means water, land, organic matter, and everything. And then, you know, it takes, what, about 18 hours for that to reach Earth? So if you see it happen... You're probably on the right side of the earth. But then what happens to your side of the earth when all the water leaves and the air turns to 
to fire. <laughs> There's no oxygen left or nitrogen or the very, very few percentage of carbon dioxide that's actually in the atmosphere that we need. You know, we could do without that temporarily, but not the other nitrogen and oxygen. You know, that's why they're burying seeds in a mountain. They Bill, expect Bill a tidal wave. <laughs> Sorry? You're talking about Bill Gates' seed vault? The basis yeah, that vault. thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I first heard about that, I thought, I know why they're burying it in a mountain. Because when the world is full of tidal waves after whatever cataclysm's coming, again, yeah, they'll have some kind of organic, you know, seed vault. The good ones, though, probably the, the old ones. You know, they, they, uh, that was something I recently heard, too. They found corn seeds and mummies in Egypt, and they grow. And they grow immediately and abundantly. 20 foot tall, and the corn cob's about three foot long. The most nutritious food in the world. Damn. That's kind of what you yeah, hear about uh, pre-Noah's flood. You heard the stories about strawberries that were the size of basketballs and shit. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, That's so when people live to be about a thousand years old sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the world was different. Like, like what's his name said on the gemstones of fairy tale times. Fairy tale times. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Interpret that to what you, you know, is it right out of the Bible? Uh, it looks like it. And I'm not very religious myself. And it, the more I see it, it, it more it more looks like uh, uh, the Old Testament. Not the New Testament, the Old Testament. Nephilim and things. Oh, yeah. I I was listening to, I had to look it up because I was listening to Biggest Problem in the Universe with Dick Masterson and Vito Giswaldi. And they the, oh, cool. pro, one of the problems Vito brought in was Bible truthers, people that believe that the Bible is the literal word of God. And he went through all these stories, mm -hmm. most of which I had heard, but it like uh, sure. when Lot, Lot's wife looked back and and that Sodom, even though God said not to, she got turned into a pillar of salt. And then Lot's daughters got Lot drunk and fucked him, had sex with him. Uh, stuff like that, I remember. Or, or when Elijah was walking through the uh, down a path and a bunch of kids, 42 kids to be exact, made fun of him for being bald and called him baldy. And then God sent two, bear, or two bears to kill. They mauled and killed all 42 of those children because they had called... Uh, him bald. Oh, Some of wow. that stuff in the Bible is kind of like that, but there's one yeah, that like I Jesus, didn't... when he was young, would kill people with his power. Whoops. <laughs> kind of Accidentally. <laughs> Sorry about that. Don't know my own strength. Uh, I, but there was one that I had to look up because I couldn't believe it. It was when Lot... When Lot I, and once I had looked it up, I was like, I guess I do remember hearing this, but they don't really teach you this one in Sunday school necessarily because Lot, you know, he's a prophet of God. And he had some angels mm -hmm. from heaven or where from, yeah, angels. I've never heard a lot. Well, not a lot of people have. <laughs> no, he, he was the one in Sodom and Gomorrah that left and he told everybody that God was going to destroy it. And then mm. fire rained down from the sky and blew the whole city. up. Oh, okay. But gotcha. Lot was, Lot was, uh, entertaining angels. He had angels staying over his house. God's angels up from heaven. Mm -hmm. And the Sodomites, that's where it's, that's where we get the term Sodomites is from Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible. Right. Yes. And they, 
the people were banging on Lot's door saying, Lot, we know you have angels in there. We want to come in and have sex with them. And <laughs> Lot said, you Hog's can't. Story has a, has, a, has a song about that. What's that? The back something or other. I don't know that one. I'm not sure. But Lot, <laughs> in, in Lot's, the man of God, yeah, be, being that he was, and just to protect God's angels, Lot said, you can't come in and rape these angels, but he offered up his two daughters and said, you can rape my two daughters, though, and gave them out to the people in the street. Wow. And then had sex with his own two daughters. So that, that's the kind of stuff in the Bible that's, uh, I don't even know how I got on that tangent, but I wow, had to look that up and I was very, I was kind of flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> There's angel porn on uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes sense. Uh, I have a podcast that I started listening to today called Past Lives. It's called the Past Lives Podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. if you want to hear a little bit of that, maybe we can deconstruct it. Yeah. yeah. He's got this person on uh, for this. This is his episode called Soul Lessons from the Afterlife. And he has a person on... Uh, I'm intrigued. Claire Broad. I, I'm assuming that's her last name because she's a woman. The but sound I can't of be pure too joy. The super he was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chandra. <laughs> this is the Past Lives Podcast, episode 277. And I'm your host, Simon Bowne. My mission here at the Past Lives Podcast is to investigate evidence that demonstrates survival of the human soul. We look at past life memories, near-death experiences, spirit communication, and other incredible phenomena. And there is a Past Lives Podcast Facebook group, and if you'd like to join, you'd be very welcome. And if you want to hear the extended version of this episode, which is an extra 22 minutes, please join the Patreon campaign. Patreon. This week I'm talking to Claire Broad about her book, Heaven Sent, Soul Lessons from the Afterlife. She currently has over 25 years of professional experience working as a spiritual practitioner. Claire is a medium, spiritual teacher and best-selling author. She is accredited as a registered and approved medium with the Institute of Spiritualist Mediums. She trains at the world-renowned College of Psychic Studies in London, wow. as well as running her own successful and ever-growing training program. Wow. Hi Claire, thanks a lot for coming back to the podcast. Hi Simon, it is so lovely to be back on your podcast and just to pause it there it's it's already hard enough listening to british people but <laughs> medium i don't what do you think what do you think about mediums <laughs> mediums uh, oh there's some legitimate legitimate people exist in every field i'm sure including that you know, there are people that were born that see things that no one else can. Uh, they interact in various ways. And yeah, I, I do believe it. What about you? Uh, the psychics and mediums, I think they're mostly con artists and scammers, but that does, I still yeah, think that stuff well, is yeah. possible. I think that's most possible. people seem to be whatever they do. Yeah, there's, there's some legitimate people and then the rest are frauds. Mm hmm. Hello to all your listeners. Thank you for having me back. So we're going to talk about your new book. It's called Heaven Sent, Soul Lessons from the Afterlife. Could you give us an overview of this book? What's it about? It's a very deep book, but it's also, I hope, a very simplistic and practical book. All about you, who you really are, your soul, 
while your soul has journeyed into this physical world and it touches all upon basically the difference between what conditional love is and unconditional love is, why we make connections with people in our lives that teach us about the difference between those two things and the different types of soul connections that we have, all helping us to understand that we are an eternal soul and that, you know, consciousness, the soul, soul energy, love is indestructible and the loves that you share with people are eternal. As, as a medium, my work in the past has been traditionally about um, delivering messages of survival and providing evidence of survival to help people have confidence that their loved ones live on. I'm with her on a lot of this stuff, but she loses yeah, me yeah. when she says, actually, I can talk to the dead. <laughs> Bring out your dead and I'll hmm. talk to him. It's like, I don't know. Maybe she's legit, but that's what it makes me think of the South Park episode where they're trying to uh, Clyde's mom got sucked down to the, into the toilet because he forgot to lift the toilet seat lid or, or lower the toilet seat lid. He left it up. And, then, yeah, I've seen and they have to perform a suance. We need to perform a suance. Put another $200 in the box, quick. Suing the dead is not an easy thing. Yeah, like, it makes me think of that. It's just a big old scam. Yes. The preacher. Yeah, the preacher episode you've recently made was amazing. That was so funny. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. PTL. Lord. Yeah, we got to get that. Huh? Yeah. Huh, and everything in the end. Huh? <laughs> Those Fletcher ISOs definitely were pretty over the top. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let her talk a little bit more. We'll see if she gets anything good. But this yeah. book is the next stage on from that now. It's all about, okay, so if we accept that, then how can I help you understand and now have confidence that you're an eternal soul and that the, the soul is consciousness, which is an energy, which is love, and that, that energy that we exchange between people connects us. Consciousness is a soul, which is energy, which is love. Mm. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, like yeah. I said, I shit. I can get on board with that a little bit. But. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're all kind of connected in some kind of way. Who, who is that talking again? That's Claire Broad. I assume her last name is Broad because she's a woman. Right. I forgot you said yeah. the name already. Like I said and, earlier, uh, the host that, is, that the host is Simon something. <laughs> okay, she sounds familiar, but I know a lot of Wiccan kind of people and a lot of English people too. So yeah, kind of makes sense. The accent and everything, the demeanor. Um, well, I don't, I don't think she's lying. I take a, a, a bit of honesty from listening to her. Uh, I always try and believe everybody uh, right off the bat. You never know, especially uh, people that are slandered in the media. I believe them more. <laughs> There's, oh, yeah, this is interesting. Why are they so slandered? But you can't uh, believe everybody if two right. people are telling you two. Th like you no, can't believe yeah. all the women accusing Russell Brand and believe Russell Brand, right? You have to pick a side. No, that's right. You don't have um, to pick a side, but you know what I'm saying. You can't. Well, it's impossible that's to the believe both. lacrosse team accusation all over again. You could see that happening. It's right. just public opinion. And whatever he said, he's now the bad guy, and they've been pumping him up over the last few years for some reason and, you know, kind of sneaking him through the cracks. You know, but I'm I'm a Joe Rogan not fan. 
I've heard Joe Rogan say a couple of things that I think I know why he's even popular. I I know. Um, let me rephrase that. I know why he's allowed to be popular because of a couple of things he said. In particular, one. What's going on in <laughs> Yeah. Oh, everyone knows that vaccines have saved tens of millions of lives. Just that one line is worth whatever yeah. they could give him. You know, whatever they could hard... pump him up to be. That was I wasn't sure he was flipped by the say. CIA for a while, but now I'm kind of. Uh... I don't know. I'm, I'm well, just because you're on news radio doesn't mean you're a humanitarian. Come on. The guy's <laughs> an actor. He's been an actor his whole life. You know, he's a good looking guy, too, and he's pretty built. So I don't know what casting couch, you know, kind of videos are out there. Yeah, but, but he's only I'm like sure three feet tall. AI. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, I said, yeah, but he's only three oh, feet right. tall, yeah, so yeah. his looks only get you so far. Yeah. I'm six two. It's really hard to gain muscle, but when you're five foot nothing, yeah. I, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Owen Benjamin Tom calls Cruise. him. <laughs> Owen Benjamin calls him Toe Rogan because <laughs> he looks like a thumb or something. Oh, Vox made mention of that tonight. I think uh, that I posted a picture of a chimpanzee with a mushroom. I don't know if you saw that. It's like a oh yes, I did chimpanzee see looking at a mushroom and then he you know, evolves into an astronaut shaking hands with an alien. And she said, is that Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> now that you've heard it, you'll never unsee it. It's yeah. Joe Rogan is a chimpanzee. I'm sorry, I have nothing against the guy. He's just a mainstream gatekeeper like everybody on mainstream. I, Come I, on. I man. really, I value, I, I was very, I found it very, he won me. He won a lot of credibility in my mind when he proposed that when he had RFK Jr. on and proposed that interview or the debate between him and Hotez. And, oh yeah, uh, well yeah, stuff yeah. Like but that. The, well, one mainstream guy is putting on a fight between two other mainstream guys. You know. Oh, so you think uh, RFK Jr. is suspect? Also, Bobby the Ops. Everybody, everybody, especially at one of the blue blood families. Come on now. This so is, does this that, feels like how, Trudeau how, how big do you have to get Trudeau to where became prime minister? Well, Sorry, I missed you there. Go ahead. No, what no that was it? my bad. I was just wondering, how big do you have to get to where, like, Adam and John? You're are on they... TV. That's all. That's it. That's it. Period. The, your venue is propaganda television. It was invented for propaganda, not for entertainment, not to make money. It was invented to propagate. So uh, they they, they grunted propaganda until they could speak it, until they could write it, until they could say it over the radio, television, internet. What's next? Implant. <laughs> Adam and John. It's all, it's all invented for propaganda purposes. A, Adam Curry was on TV, uh, on MTV, mm-hmm. and he has family in the CIA, so yeah. there's no agenda. And yeah. are they? His Uncle Don. Where do you draw yes. the line, I guess, is what I'm asking. Uncle Don is from a different era, uh, patriotic, honest, caring, loving, God-fearing people. And unfortunately, you know, they were used. Uh, Everyone's used that gets to that level of thinking, I'm sure. Uh, Adam is on the other side of this because he's bringing things like uh, music to the performer. I've never seen anything like this before. You must know, you're, you're young, but you must know ball. someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Boo Berry and everyone else is trying to do this. You're bringing music to the actual people who perform it. 
This has never been done before. It's unheard of. It's 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 taking music away from the industry of music, which is screwed over everyone. I know I know at least five people been screwed over by the music industry. Everyone seems to know someone. It's tradition. Your first contract, we got to screw you. Sorry. It's and if you listen to Professor Griff and some of those game. other guys that they say oh, yeah. they literally screw you. The record executives, oh yeah, eyes wide shut, oh, masks yes. on, and butt fuck you until uh, to get that record. <laughs> yeah, welcome to MGM. We're gonna go up to the ninth floor and we're gonna have a ceremony at this altar. We're gonna <laughs> introduce you to some entity who's gonna make you famous. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna sign here and you're on your own. <laughs> it just seems to be universal. You play your music on the radio, but you have to pledge your eternal yeah. soul to Baphomet, the goat god. That's right. Yeah. And we'll take that master copy and make a spell over it. And every time that's played, it booms out some resident spell. Yeah. Lavish you and yeah, Fletcher and I did a whole totally episode believe. kind of going through the, uh, the satanic oh, yeah. music industry. Yep. Oh, there's so many things like from the higher side chats. Go through their entire al- their their entire his entire album, <laughs> his entire uh, episode list, and you'll hear things that mm-hmm. just blow your mind. <laughs> and yeah, this Greg's is just great. one of those things. Yeah, G- Greg. Yeah, Greg's fantastic. A great salesman too. <laughs> I'll uh let's let's listen to more of uh Claire Broad here with energetic right. love bonds that go on beyond this one lifetime. And uh, especially with your podcast and everything, it's, it, you know, it, it is all about many lifetimes and um, and that the soul is on this most fantastic journey. And right now, here we are all together listening to this podcast, soul journeying together on Earth, having the ride of our lives. Now, that what that makes me think of is uh, you say fantastic journey, but there are people out there. And I might have been one of them at certain points in my life where you think, you know what? I don't want to come back. This is too hard. Oh, me included. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I know suffering. Um, And this is the reason why the spirit. So this Hmm. kind of goes back to the defending your life clip. You until you get it right, you keep getting sent back. Yes, that's a general. Yeah. Consensus of uh, reincarnation. But then there's. There's the other aspect that you'll get. You have to live your actual life like, over and over. Your yeah. specific uh, life. The Masons, the Masons firmly believe that you can trace your life backwards through your uh, ancestors. Um, I'm pretty convinced I'm something to do with my grandfather and my mother's side because he was like me. He seemed to think like me, but unfortunately he's been dead for 30 years and it's hard to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. The bloodlines seem to be throughout history and especially mm-hmm. with the royal family and you know, whatever you yeah. call the Illuminati. They, they seems to be they know something about bloodlines that we don't and yeah. in preserving yeah, the bloodlines. Yeah, the Masons will take your reading. Um, they'll take your birth date, time, everything is very specific back to something. And it has something to do with who you really are. So those are the three things you're supposed to know as a human, right? Where you came from, who you are, and where you're going. Take it to you. Yeah, and these. so if that could be an aspect of reincarnation, I think we've talked about this. It might have been um, 
Noah I talked with Dean mm-hmm. Reiner about it maybe, but this I with this yes. theory that the uh reincarnation is somehow tied into your genetic ancestry. So you might live your yep, kid's life after you die. Or you, That's right. <laughs> Dean, like that. you mentioned Dean Reiner. Come back, Dean. We miss you, Dean. Yeah. You're needed, Dean. You have a great show, and your last show you did was on the drug cartels of Mexico. I've never heard anything more realistic, and I've never learned more about the drug cartels than that episode. I need a to give that motherfucker a call. I missed Brilliant. I'm going to call him up. <laughs> yeah. I might call him up tonight. Right on. Right on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give him my love. Yeah, I haven't talked to Dean in a while. I need to see how he's doing. He's uh, one of the best, one of the best of the best when it comes to uh, the solo That's podcast. Right. And he Great has two shows. Too. Yeah, I have an Up Is Down. It's called Up Is Down. It's on the 2.0 podcast. And uh, the other one is Darker. It's called Darker. Darker. Yep. I'm, I'm not of the mindset. Uh, I've seen the Darker, so I don't like to dwell back there. <laughs> if you know, yeah, people know what I mean. If they're Stared in the darker the world, yeah. well, you know, like child trafficking to the extreme and death and murder and the it's human psyche of, like, you really need to have a strong mind to hear something like that. And I, I, I did, but it was weakened by stuff like this I've seen through life. And you know, I, I know the darker side, and I know it's there. You know, and it's disguised as the good guy sometimes. Mostly, mostly, not sometimes. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. That's yeah. another show altogether. I was going to ask for examples, but you said you didn't want to dwell on it. So. Oh, okay. You want an example? <laughs> uh, Child Find. It's a Canadian customs and immigration organization. And oh, that's is it kind of like our, our Amber Alert? Is it the equivalent of U.S. Amber Alert? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, they're a part of that, I think. Because of all the documentation, like, if you ever go into customs or immigration and you're there for, you know, your, your smart-ass comments or whatever the hell you've done, just look at some of the missing people. There's there's books on counters of missing people. Just start leafing through and, you know, <laughs> get a good idea no what's cartons. really going on out there. Sorry? Like the milk cartons, yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing. Child Find is um, is an organization, like a lot of organizations, that help missing you know people that are missing. But when you get into that world, you're into that world. <laughs> yeah, it. Why would it exist if it wasn't? Ah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> be right back. I gotta go watch the Sound of Freedom ten more times. Hmm. I, I haven't watched. seen that yet. I didn't either. I haven't <laughs> I never seen saw that. that yet, but I followed the backlash, and that that alone tells me, oh, they must be onto something, or there wouldn't be so much backlash for such a topic. Yeah, like you really want to show your cards there? That's not. No, I don't want to die on that hill. <laughs> I'm defending pedophiles. <laughs> no, I'm not. There's an ISO. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> World yeah, of Virginia's see, book. I, I write in the beginning of. I say the Spirit World of Virginia. They ask me. They brought. They have asked me to channel this book on their behalf. They told me it was going to be written years ago. Um, they told me about so you, what. You, so the spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirits in the spirit world asked mm-hmm. Claire Broad to write this book on their behalf. 
That sounds like a fraud because that <laughs> you know you're, you're writing a book on their behalf. Really, really. Talk yeah. about a ghostwriter. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Like oh that. God, that was too easy. You know, like somebody that. out there got that before I did. I'm sure. Well, I'm quick witted, but you as know, dads, we can make dad jokes. Hearted. That's the best part of being a dad. <laughs> yeah. One oh yeah. Going to be in there, dad. and then I had to go through a whole load of intense and difficult and challenging circumstances, still am going through it, in order to really understand the message in this book. So I am not um, a guru. This book has come through me. I am still a work in progress. Even I struggle with, you know, some of the things that I get told by the spirit world. We're here in this earth, on this earth, and... uh, and this is the purpose of the book. I wrote that I've written it for anybody who has loved and lost, anyone who's experienced heartache and suffering and difficulties in relationships. Ah. And is really struggling to make sense of that loss and to heal from the suffering audience. it caused. You had an aha there. Yeah, no, there's your target audience. Who hasn't suffered loss and hardship over the last three years? Yeah, so he's casting a pretty wide net, but that's what you got to do when you're selling a book. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, but but she's not a guru. That kind of throws you for a loop there. Hmm, she being honest or trying to not be honest? (laughs) There was a, uh, I don't know, Primerica interviews a lot of similar people. They, uh, they'll have these kind of wackadoo, no offense to uh, any, because some of them are legit, but there's some wackadoo, wacky sure. people like that, that Grimerica entertains. And I love that shit. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who, what was it? Oh, it was Duncan Trussell's podcast years and years ago. I heard this interview with this mm-hmm. guy that was a medium and it was a live podcast on stage and he would channel vocally channel oh, yeah. these entities yeah. and he would go yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden break into English I am yeah, speaking to you now it's like what the fuck you had that little fish in your ear you could hear what he was saying <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah what was that uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, reference there yeah, you oh, primitive, you primitive it. cards. <laughs> Get away from here! Or I'll shoot you with my boomstick. <laughs> uh, evil dead. Shop smart. Though. Shop S smart. S smart. That's right. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> I love that movie. I showed my son that recently, and he just loved it. I need, yeah, the Skeleton movie's great. I need to reread fighting. the book. The funny thing is, it's the only movie I've seen of that series. So. <laughs> It's all it's all like horror movies after that. Oh, I've only seen that. Yeah, I've only seen one. Uh, uh, yeah, I prefer too. horror movies yeah, the other to ones horror are scary, movies. Apparently, yeah, they're real horror movies. Like ah, <laughs> no, thank you. Life's scary enough. <laughs> so this guy, this guy Simon, mm-hmm. uh, he's the host Simon Bown, not Brown, but B O W N Bown. This interview with Claire Broad. He uh, he has this ad that I did clip that kind of comes in uh, halfway through this episode. And I'm thinking about signing up for this so I can call him. And I probably would have to like tell him ahead of time I'm going to record it for the show if I do do a session. Yeah, legal, legal reasons, of course. Hello, listeners. This is Simon. 
Now, as some of you know, I have a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy, and I'm certified in past life regression therapy. And in the past few weeks, I've taken many clients through some amazing and healing past life regressions. Wow. And I conduct sessions over Zoom, and I've had clients from many countries around the world. Now, when you go through a past life regression, you will feel totally in control and remember everything. And also, I record the whole session and send you an MP3 afterwards. And this gives- Oh, shit. I wouldn't even... Okay, so he'll record it and just send it to me so I can just publish it. Either oh, way. there you go. Perfect. gives you space to relax yeah. and go with the flow, knowing that you can listen back later and analyze what you experienced if you need to. So if you ever wanted to explore your past lives in a single session or have an issue you want to work on, you can go to my website at pastlifeshypnosis.co.uk and book a free 20-minute consultation. What do you think? Should I do the consultation? Yes. Yeah. I want to hear. I want to know what I what my about my past life. I don't know how you can successfully hypnotize somebody and do that kind of work on them over Zoom, but uh, Mm -hmm. what do I know? I guess. Yeah. I might actually do that. I might actually do a call with this guy and uh, put it in the show. And at the moment, I'm offering a 25 percent discount to everyone that has signed up to the Patreon campaign. The link is in the show notes. Back to clear. Souls, I was going to use the word travel. I don't know if travel is the right word. Souls are grouped in soul families, is that right? And they incarnate with each other life after life in different roles? So what I have learned from doing readings across a lifetime and seeing the same patterns unfolding, even though people's lives are completely unique and even though their soul connections are unique to them, there is a general pattern that comes through. So what I have been taught and I see over and over again in my practice is that we are, because we are ultimately all from the same source energy, ultimately we're all one. From that source energy, souls individuate. So they become soul aware, consciously aware, not thoughts, just aware, consciously aware. As they then move into and experience that individuality, they draw to them souls of similar frequency, energy, experience, however you want to call it, from what I understand. I see this as almost like strands of light that are vibrating very closely or around. I write in the book about, you know, people that um, some people, if you if you thought of it like a music note, some people would harmonize lovely together you know they'd be different notes but when they played those notes together there'd be a lovely harmony when we create a harmony like that we create soul group hence why the spirit world is so heavenly because we're in harmonization with with the souls that we've we we vibe with the most and we know that's true because we're like that here yes mitochondria Harmony. It's, uh, probably best example of that. Yeah, harmony, the now harmonics. That, that sent me down a rabbit hole. Um, okay. So what's the opposite? What is, what is the opposite of harmony? Uh, probably some kind of distortion between it. So yeah. harmonics, like uh, when something resonates with something else, like two cats howling. You've ever heard that? Mm, yeah, yeah. The, They'll get into a real harmonic resonance together. 
howling together, that sort of thing. So whatever separates that sort of wavelength, whatever that is, whatever barrier can separate that. Well, I had thought when I, my first reaction was when I just thought about it, I was like, oh, the opposite of harmony must be chaos, but the opposite of chaos is order. So I, um, well, it's, it's a resonance that they're talking about though, though it's a sound wave. So it's a wave. So whatever counters a wave, you're throwing me off here. I well, I looked it really up in the opposite of harm. Mm. The opposite of harmony is actually discord. Yeah. Yeah. Discord. Yes, it is. Yes. Discord. With, which is yeah, different it's than a discord. Chord, a chord of music, a harmonic wavelength. Discord. Wow. Wow. Is that why they called it discord? Yeah. The discord. I hate discord. I had it on my computer every time it would fire up. <laughs> Discord. Ah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I had a Discord with Discord. Oh, I remember talking to uh, Void Zero about this. Uh, um, you know, Void Zero. Yeah. The Void Zero. Void the, Zero yes. The, Sorry. Yes, the Void Zero. The uh, yeah. Mark runs the stream and the Zero Node. That's right. Uh, Mark. I'm trying to remember his last name. Van Dyke. <laughs> He used to uh, Van Dyke, of course. He, before Darren Dyke, did the, uh, the rock and roll pre-show, he would do uh, right. a yes. pre-music a pre-show before uh, No Agenda. That's going. Way I back. have contacted Void Zero a couple of years ago to redo a podcast together with him. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I only have one person in mind to do a podcast with, and it's him. Mm. And watching what happened with him and George, I I kind of felt like. He needs to have the right person to kind of back him up and listen to him more. Let him go. He was brilliant. He is brilliant. He's the brains behind this whole system of uh, no agenda. And, yeah, I, I like the guy. He's he's uh, from the Netherlands, but obsessed with U.S. politics, which I find hilarious. I, yeah. I just... I love that part of it. I could, I could kind of bring that out of him, but he's had a couple of children and he's literally found life. So, you know, good for you, Mark. I wish you all the best. And anytime you want, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll pass that message on. Yeah. One, I haven't talked to him There's only one choice and it's Void Zero. Yeah, yeah I haven't talked yeah, to Void in a long time. Anyway, yeah, so that, that sent me down a, the, the, uh, the Harmony thing sent me down a, uh, kind of, I was just started looking into chaos and harmony and discord mm-hmm. and order, and I don't know. I found this uh, just a little shorty here from well, old JP. Why, why do you talk then about I, you talk about chaos? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is is what we're experiencing now chaos? Your book is is called an antidote to chaos. What, mm-hmm. what is the chaos? Well, I think the chaos is the uncertainty that so many people feel about the meaning of life and about their position in the world. Sure. That that's fundamentally what I was aiming at. And what I'm trying to do in my online lectures and with my book is to provide people with a guideline to meaning. So one of the points that I make in my lectures, for example, is that we actually have a biological instinct for meaning that orients us in the world. And that instinct manifests itself when we place ourselves in a position in the world where we're competent, where what we're doing is working. So that we're not too terrified and anxious, but also while we're simultaneously advancing ourselves and improving our ability to cope with the world. Why, why do you uh, talk then? Anyways, so that was uh, some typical gobbledygook from Jordan Peterson. 
He's really great at talking mm-hmm. in circles uh, and making it sound yeah. very elegant. Yes. But there's a, there's a, I guess a, a good breakdown I found of, uh, I don't know how, you, I'll just play it. This is from uh, Fortress of Lou on YouTube about, I guess, the earliest example of, it's, it's, it's listed as an entity like Golb, the embodiment of chaos in Adventure Time. There's mm-hmm. the, uh, I guess it's just called chaos in Greek mythology. But more specifically, it means a gap or a chasm. Chaos is, in fact, the space in which things can come to exist within. For anything to exist, there must be somewhere for it to exist within. This is conceived as being air, or space, or void, or nothingness. While some later Greek commentators equate chaos with air, this may not be the best interpretation. The primordial deities which come after chaos, Earth, Tartarus, and Eros, are not necessarily born of chaos, but can only exist after the gap or space has appeared as chaos is also very closely associated with the underworld and darkness, with her directly Dark stated children being mm-hmm. Erebos, darkness, mm-hmm. and the mists of the underworld, and Nyx, night. Chaos was very likely originally imagined either somewhere even below Tartarus, with then Tartarus and Earth emerging upwards from chaos like a cosmic tree, or chaos was the gap of space between Tartarus and Earth. We are told by Homer that an anvil falling from heaven would take nine days to reach the Earth, but likewise the same anvil falling from Earth would take nine days to reach Tartarus. Thus there is an immense space equivalent to the sky beneath the Earth, and Tartarus serves as a type of foundation. However, when we apply our rule of evolving through opposites, we see that Erebus gives rise to Aether and Nyx to Emera, night to day. So Aether, light, is the upper atmosphere, and so Erebus would correspond at least to the lower atmosphere, the air beneath the earth. And so as chaos gives rise to these figures that are associated with the underworld, we can imagine that her presence was likely imagined there as well. Have you ever looked at the maps of the the Greek the maps in Greek mythology of the afterlife and the path to take, or the Tibetan Book yes, of the Dead? Yes. And yeah. It's all really kind of crazy. Uh, the realms crazy of Earth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- th- it's true that that realm part is very true, and that's what most people have no idea on earth what's underneath earth i mean how many caves have you been in i used to go caving a lot uh well you're in tennessee you have <laughs> mammoths and wow yeah i i that's the first place i'm going when i visit there uh in a couple of weeks or less than a couple of weeks i'll be in vancouver island i'm going to be visiting some northern caves north of comox that are volcanic seen similar ones in Hawaii. Uh, my son's seen ones in Lanzarote. I wasn't there, uh, but, you know, tubular cave formations. The underground is something that um, in the 
higher side chats uh, episodes. There's a lot of people that worked in Antarctica that talk about some of the things that they see underground there. Mm. I recommend looking back into his catalog. Uh, it's going back a couple of years. There are people that were chosen for their very unique professions mm. to go investigate what no one can explain. Like the one guy had to explain luminescence inside a cave that he said was two miles high. It had a weather system and it was lit up. And this particular person was a bioluminescence expert. And that was what was happening. This entire ecosystem was an algae that was bioluminescent, lighting up the entire two-mile structure underground. You know, fascinating things. Go on. Yeah, I need to, yeah. If you end up finding those, send them to me. Because I've been listening to Higher Side Chats in a while. I, I need mm-hmm. to get back into that. There's too many things to listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I I toured people that worked for JPL Labs. Um, I don't know if you know a Jet Propulsion Laboratory, mm-hmm. uh, the labs. Mm-hmm. There's there's the one in Pasadena, California, the famous one, and then there's also one in Ohio. You know your home state, uh, from my neck of the woods. And these people had some fascinating stories about what they did for a living uh, through JPL Labs. Uh, I would imagine in the 70s and 80s from the time frame, how old they are. And talking about the projects that these people were up to would just blow your mind. Like uh, there's there's so much there's so much going on in the world in plain sight, military. You know, I can't really explain the one guy was in Greenland. They were building a train under a glacier. From one side of the continent to the other. Jesus, like one of those bullet trains? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't speculate, uh, but, you know, I'm assuming. Why would you build a train under a glacier from one side of, you know, Greenland to the other? That's a pretty big Well, Joe continent. Biden is talking about uh, building a train to uh, across the Arctic. Mm. Europe or India or yeah. whatever you said. Yeah. It's but not Snowpiercer we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you well, seen that movie, Snowpiercer? It's been that's a while, but yeah, it's uh, that's <laughs> a JCB Snowpiercer. Classic. A, I was more of a fan of Ice Road Truckers. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I drive in the mountains for a living. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a GoPro with me one day and show you some real terrifying stuff. <laughs> well, uh, here in a minute, I do have to get back to my real job that make that yes, pays sir. the bills, but. Uh, uh, before I kind of close out the show, is there anything anything you got going on you want to tell people about? And thank you again for uh, just your dedicated production, uh, your producerships of oh, this show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, one of the most entertaining shows you have on the stream, any stream for that matter. As Nick the Rat says, it's a lot of streams <laughs> out there, but this is the best. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I try yeah, to change it up. I try know. not to do the same old thing over and over I want to call out the people who work the hardest. Booberry, uh, Sir uh, uh, Sir Spencer, you know, uh, obviously Adam Curry, Dave Jones, everybody that's putting oh, yeah. all that effort into paying musicians actually what they deserve. Never happened before. Never happened. You yeah. know, 
Unless, you know, whatever happens after a live show to the performers, whatever perks they get. What, like blowjob? Ryan Bemrose was saying tonight the two times he ever got high in marijuana. One was a Red Hot Chili's Pepper concert. Uh, I've never seen him in concert. I would have loved to have been there. I mean, yeah. I would love to just see Ryan Bemrose stoned. That would, <laughs> but at that concert, it would have been like we we need to knuckle, break, we need to make a big Bitcoin pod. Paranoid, scared out of his mind. <laughs> we need to start donating to a Bitcoin pot that that Ryan Bemrose can have once he smokes uh, at least one oh. full blunt or eats an edible live on a video stream. Oh. and then oh, he can have all that money. Funny. Let's start that donating be, to the, the Bemrose. Yes, that would be funny. Bud for Ben oh, Rose. And remember, remember, you got to go back and listen to Darren Grimes and Grimerica talk to you about what it feels like to take the first, or no, the second DMT hit. This okay. is, I'm fascinated by the subject only because of people that discuss what happens. He said it felt like getting shot in the face with a shotgun. Does <laughs> yeah. that sound like fun to you? Uh, well, I didn't. I tried it a couple of times, but yeah, it's it definitely all the everything mm-hmm. instead of being like a triple circular kind of spiraling like a mushroom mm-hmm. or a geometric pattern like acid yep. DMT, it just everything kind of kind of separates like like bricks right. coming apart from a wall or something. <laughs> I don't it know how to describe it. Takes your humanity away, strips your ego, and says you're dead. <laughs> to live with it. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you need that sort of thing, go for it. But yeah, I like the stories myself. Yeah, the stories are more fun than the actual experiences, usually. Like listening to other people. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. So I got a, just kind of before we wrap here, I got a quick explanation on what harmony is. This is Jason Reed, guitarist. Hey, buddies. So what the hell is harmony? Well, basically. (laughs) Need to ISO that. What the hell is harmony? Well, basically, harmony is when two notes work well together. For example, these two notes, they sound nice together. These two notes, oh, they don't sound nice. There's discord there. So if I did a melody, and then under that, and together those notes yeah. would make, you've got a harmony. So There you go. That's right. George Harrison knew that. He played the nasty notes, they called it. <laughs> so I know I do a lot of goofing on this show a lot, but if you'll allow me in closing to just have, I guess, a human moment. Um, I'm I working on incorporating more more harmony, harmony into my life. I'm a pretty like chaotic right person, I think. And uh, my whole life, the last year or two, has been just completely chaos. Uh, some of that my own doing and some of that, uh, I don't know, my dad passing away and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just recently, I'm I'm working on. I'm just you know I'm trying to get uh, trying to implement more harmony into my life. And well, that uh, is it, right? Yeah. Life is harmonic, and your father lives through you. Well, there's it's the, yeah, true. Sure. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just something. Uh, Not trying I'm, to choke I'm, you up. It's just yeah, a fact of life. We yeah. are parents. You know, whether we want to be or not, we're part of each other. Like the mushroom, we're mm-hmm. all part of the same mitochondriotic system. Everybody's attached and everybody's a part of it. Human yeah. race, very much like a mushroom. But we don't have a lot of mushroom wars going on. Hatred. 
racism. <laughs> Manufacturing. Mushroom doesn't have media. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah, how to be uh, that serious on the show, but I'm trying just, to, yeah, I'm just well, trying no, to, I'm, just after, just I'm after working. we did our podcast together, episode 193, your father passed away. So yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, in a very yeah. short period of time. Yeah. And, and it just happening. I don't know if it's it happening that happening within a year of around a year of like me becoming a father. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, and mm-hmm. uh, him passing before you even got to meet yeah. his grandson, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of, uh, that's, that's the circle of life. Yeah. You no, know, hit you right in the face. Unfortunately, like a so shotgun blast of DMT. That's but, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, um, I, I'm very aware that you need chaos or, or discord to, uh, mm-hmm. For harmony to be as meaningful, but I'm, I'm working on ways to implement, uh, be be more in harmony with others around me and implement harmony. And I'm, yes, I'm thankful for you and everybody that listens. Yeah. And uh, I just, if anybody, you know, has uh, just anybody listening, feel free to reach out to me anytime if you want to get right. give me advice or just talk and needed somebody to talk to or anything. I'm always. I'm always around. I'm always available. It's, uh, and I'm trying to get better about checking my email at the old abs in a six pack at protonmail.com. But you can find me on no agenda, social Twitter, whatever. And thank you, yep. sir. Candidavian for coming on. I'm going to close the show you. out cause thank I have you. to run, but I want to end with, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. A little, uh, it's called time adventure from the show. Adventure time is the series finale song. And, uh, I hope everybody has a good night, and I love you all. Okay, my friend. Thanks, Paul. I love evening. you, dude. My pleasure. Good night, everybody. So, because I can't stay away, I actually wrote one last song for the last episode, and I would love to play it here. Please do. Um, this song is called Time Adventure, and it's dedicated to Adam Muto. Time is an illusion that helps things make sense So we're always living in the present tense It seems unforgiving when a good thing ends But you and I will always be back then 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 then. Singing will happen Happening happened Will happen Happening happened Will happen again and again Cause you and I will always be back then If there was some amazing force outside of time To take us back to where we were And hang each moment up like pictures On the wall inside a billion tiny frames So that we could see it all It would look like Will happen, 
and I will always be back then. Cause you and I will always be back then. Cause you and I will always be back then. That's why you and I will always be best friends. up for real. Jake? What am I looking at? Uh, we saved the day. So maybe that big baby's here to give us presents for doing a good job. Okay, I'm not an expert, but this seems bad. You ain't kidding, Shrubs. Oh, no! What did you do? It wasn't me! It's been real cool being in this rogues gallery with you. Me and Gunther were gonna go, uh... Oh. My. Gold! Look, Betty. I keep seeing reference to this mysterious entity that embodies chaos. That's great. Come on, let's make Sundays. Gold would say ice cream is without meaning. Just empty calories devoid of purpose. Good thing he isn't here, then. His presence is felt in every crevice where chaos lurks. Imagine if we could somehow harness all that dank energy. Hey! You want some cherries with that chocolate syrup? Oh, <laughs> sure. Catch! Have you thought about using sliced almonds for the Sundays? I don't know who that is. Okay, bud. There's no reason to freak out just because the treehouse is gone! Ah! Bemo? Oh no, man. Your little face. It's okay, Jake. You always try to protect me and Bin. But sometimes we are going to get hurt. How about today, you let me be the papa? Time is an illusion that helps things make sense. So we are always living in the present tense. It seems unforgiven when a good thing ends. But you and I will always be back then. You and I will always be back then. Singing will happen. Happening happened. Will happen. Happening happened And will happen Again and again Cause you and I will always be back then You and I will always be back then Whoa, what's up with him? You better hush up while my baby boy is sleeping Keep singing Okay Will happen, happening, happened. Will happen, happening, happened. And will happen again and again. 